Listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225 274 1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. message for you tonight. Is that okay? I've got a message for you on our series. We're talking about the gift of Christmas. How many got something out of Sunday morning? The gift of expectancy and just expecting God to do some things. Remember um, the definition we gave Sunday. I think it's really awesome. And that is this. The definition of expectancy is God's ability in this or any given situation. Come on. God's ability in any given situation. And, and when I look at that, I, I come to this conclusion, he's either able or he's not. He's not half able, he's not part able, he's either able or he is not. And we've got to start believing it, we've got to start expecting it for our life, because we're not always going to see it. We're not always going to see things. We've got to start believing things. And as we believe them and we step out in them, I believe that we are going to see those things. But first, we have to believe them. So tonight, I want to talk about this. I want to talk tonight about the gift of good news. Come on, say with me, good news. Good news. news. That's why I wanted to hear some testimonies tonight, because you know what testimonies are? Good news. They're good news. Our worlds are full of bad news. We see it all around us. We hear all the blah, blah, blahs that's going around. We see it posted. We see it pasted. We see it on every way we turn. Just the bad news. And I just think sometimes, well, all the time, we need the good news. We need to surround our lives with good news. And we need that. And seldom do we hear that anymore. And it's not good. And it's definitely not God. So we need the God, the good news of God, just to shine forth. So we're going to go back to the story tonight of Mary and Joseph. We're going to look at the story of Jesus being born just really quickly. And I want to get to a verse tonight where I want to preach from tonight, the good news of Jesus Christ. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 2. You can follow it on the screen there. And it says this, verse 1, And it came to pass in those days. I love those words. And it came to pass. Don't overlook words in the Bible so many times because you may be sitting here tonight and say, will it ever happen? That's a word for God for you right there. And it came to pass. There's so much truth in God's word. It came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the world should be registered or the world should be taxed. This census first took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth in Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, 
to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. She wasn't just with child, she's about to explode. She's about to give birth. It's the time. How do we know that? Because the next verse says, So it was while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, for the baby to come, for the birthing to take place. Verse 7, And she brought forth her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling cloths and she laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In those first seven verses, there's a whole lot of bad news that we've just read. There's a whole lot of bad news that we've just read. The first thing is this. We're going to inflict some new taxes on you. You need to go and you need to be taxed. You're going to be registered because we're going to tax you more. That's not good news. Come on, that's not good news. The second thing is this. Hey, I know you're pregnant. I know you're about to have a baby. But sweetheart, we've got to go a long way. And the only way we're going to get there is on a donkey. That's bad news. Come on, that's bad news. We saw it on the video Sunday morning. She was talking about all the different remedies that people can use to try and induce labor. Try riding on a donkey about 18 miles. That will induce anything, amen, and cause anything. So she's, she's on the way. It's not good. And then the baby's born, but the baby's not born in a hospital. The baby's not born in an inn, in a hotel. The baby is born in a manger, in a stable, among stinky animals because there was no room at the inn. Guess what? Bad news, bad news, bad news. The whole beginning of this story is almost just a horror story. That one thing after the other is not going right. Everything is stacked against them. And is it just me or does it seem that things are just going from bad to worse? But I want you to see something tonight. Are you ready? No matter how much bad news there is, no matter how much bad news they had to come through, it could not stop the good news from coming. Come on now, you've got to hear me today. No matter the hardships and the trials that we may face in our life, it cannot stop the gospel, the good news, the word of Jesus, the light of the gospel to come into our lives, to illuminate us, to change us. No matter what the world, what the enemy, what whoever tried to do, Jesus, the good news, was brought into this world. And that's good news. I said, that's good news for you and I today, that no matter, and I know I'm repeating myself, but I want you to hear this, that no matter the amount of bad news you face, it cannot stop the good news that Jesus has come to bring into each one of your lives. And then if we jump down to verse 10, the shepherds are in the fields, the angels come And here's the verse that I want to speak about tonight. We may revisit it a little bit on Sunday too. Then the angel said to them, the shepherds, do not be afraid. We, we love that statement, don't we? It's almost too late. I mean, we're terrified. We're freaking out. Don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. The NIV version says this, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all 
people. Let me say that one more time. I bring you good news. I want you to hear this tonight. I've come to bring you good news. I know the angel said to the the shepherds many years ago, but I believe this word is still for each one of us today because the good news is still the good news. Come on now. Jesus is still the hope of the world. He's still the Savior. He's still the light of darkness. Come on, He's still greater than anything. And the angel said, I bring you good news of what? Great joy. Don't you love that? Not just joy. Of great joy that will be for who? Everyone. Everyone. None of you are left out with the declaration of what the angels said. The good news of Jesus Christ would be great joy for everyone. Well, Pastor, I'm not feeling that. I'm not seeing it. I'm not sensing it. You've got to start believing it. You've got to start speaking it. You've got to start accepting that. You've got to start living according to it. So what do we see? The good news of Christmas, Christ coming is worth celebrating for three reasons. As we see from that verse, number one, it's personal. What did the angel say? I bring you. Come on, it's personal for you. Second, are you ready? It's positive. What is it? Good news of great joy. Come on, it's positive. It's good. It's happening. And number three, it's universal. I love that. It's for all people. No one is left out. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been or where you're heading. This news, the angel said, is for you, 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 for every one of us tonight. And I like to say it this way. It's good news that we can use. Come on, it's news that you can use. Don't you like that? When you can use the news? Then so many times the news uses you. Anyone know? But we can use this news to touch the world because it's still the bestest. I know that's not a word, but I love it. The bestest news. It's the best news. It's the greatest news in the entire world. And I want to break down the good news into three truths tonight. Are you ready? Here's the good news. Here's the gospel really summed up in three great thoughts, three great truths. The good news of Christmas, what we have available because of the reason of the season. Number one, are you ready? God loves you. God loves you. Number two, God is with you. He's with you. He's with you. And number three, God is for you. Come on, isn't that fantastic? That's the good news tonight. Come on, that God loves you, that God's with you, that God is for you. And that's some good news tonight. Come on, you've got good news tonight. That's for your life tonight. You need to hear that right now. Anyone need some good news tonight? Come on, I'm glad you do because you've come to the right place. And we're going to talk about the good news of Jesus Christ and, and how he wants to touch your life and he wants to change your life. So what's number one? The good news is what? God loves you. Come on, say that with me. God loves me. Come on, God loves me. And he really does. So many times we can look and say, well, sometimes I think he does. Or, oh, mm, I don't know if he does. No, he really loves you. He really loves you. Even when you don't feel like it, God still loves you. 
Anyone know John 3.16? Probably the most famous, quoted, um, most popular scripture ever in the entirety of the Word of God. John 3.16. Come on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but has everlasting love. What have we read there? It's all about his love. God so loved that he gave. Who did he love? You. Who did he love? Me. We can even say, well, he loved everyone. Well, guess what? We're in the everyone. God so loves us. God loves each one of us. Think about your life. If you were just to look at your life and every one of us were to look at our life, no two human beings, even identical twins, are exactly alike. Because God doesn't make no clones and God doesn't make no copies. When you think about every snowflake, is even different. I mean, I look at that and say, what's the point of that? I can understand maybe why we're different, but I mean snowflakes. I mean, who cares about that? God. 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 God cares about that because he wants to show the importance of the uniqueness of really who we are. That you are special. Come on, every one of us is an original. When God made us, he broke the mold. Come on, the only thing that God perfected was man and he made a woman and all the men said, Amen. Come on, glad he perfected us and made a woman. They're a lot better looking than we are. They're a lot nicer than we are. But you know, when God made you, he broke the mold because there would never be another you. That's how special and that's how loved you really are. Oh, the enemy would tell you, oh, God broke the mold because, I mean, goodness me, if there was two of you, the world couldn't handle it. (laughs) See how the enemy twists the truth? And any time the enemy comes to rob you of something, never forget the fact that a thief doesn't break into an empty house. If there's buzzards circling, why? Because there's meat present. And the enemy's not going to mess with you if there's not nothing to steal from you. So if he's coming and saying, oh, God don't care, God, that's proof of the fact that God does love you and God does care for you. And it's just validating that fact. And when God came, think about when he came. He could have come as a bird. He could have come as an animal. But he chose to come as a man. He chose to come as one of us. Why did he choose to come as one of us? So he could love us. So he could be in fellowship with each one of us. Think about that. He could have come in any other way, but he chose to come as a man. Why? Because he wanted to be in relationship with each one of us. God didn't send anyone else. He sent himself. And that shows us something else that I think many times that we miss. And that is this. If I've got something really important to tell Tanja, I'm going to what? I'm going to tell you personally because it's important. God had something so important for each one of us that he didn't send someone else. He sent himself because that's how special, that's how important, and that's how much he loves us. The Bible tells us not that God has love. The Bible tells us that God is Love. 1 John 4, verse 8. How do we know what? He who does not love does not know God. For what? 
God is love. God is love. Love is who he is. You cannot separate him from love. God loves you. Why? Because God is love. You and I were created as an object of God's love. He made you in order to love you. Think about that. You were made and created as an object of his love. And he made you in order to love you. You've got to grab a hold of that. Every time your heart beats and every time you take a breath, God is saying, I love you. You wouldn't exist if God had not wanted you to. Come on. Although there are accidental parents, there are no accidental babies. Come on now. What we and man may have done may not be planned. God did. God planned it. Come on. God made you. You're God's plan. And you know why you're God's plan? Because he loves you. He wants to be in relationship with you. And how does he love you? Unconditionally. Unconditionally, meaning there's nothing that you or I can do that will stop God from loving you. Regardless of your performance, regardless of your moods, regardless of your actions, regardless of your thoughts, regardless of your words, are you getting the picture? He loves you. His love for you is unchanging. Listen to this statement. God's love for you is built upon his character and not your conduct. Huh? His love for you is built upon his character, meaning what? Who he is. He is love. Not upon your conduct. And you better be shouting for that because if his love for us was built upon our conduct, at best we would have about that much love. But we don't have that much love, do we? You know how much love we have? Someone asked Jesus once, how much do you love me? And he says this much as he stretched out his hands and he died upon a cross. And I read this this week. Someone said, every time you see Christ on the cross, be reminded as you see the hands stretched out, that's how much he loves each one of us. And when we think about... Christmas, we see him as a baby, Jesus as the baby, but he didn't stay a baby, did he? He grew, he lived, he served, and he gave his life as a ransom for each one of us, and that's love. So tonight, I want you to hear the good news. God loves you. God loves you. Number two, what's the second one? God is with you. Come on, say that with you. God is with me. Come on, say it like you mean it. God is with me. God is with me. It's amazing, especially during holiday times, but it's amazing now, just period, how many lonely people there are. In a world that you now have in the palm of your hand that you can touch the whole world almost by a few buttons that's pressed, people today are perhaps lonelier than they have ever been before in history. And especially during these times, as I said, holiday times, it's magnified, it's, it's greater. People get lonely, they're sad. And so many times we can look and we can think, well, 
I don't even feel you there, God. I mean, I don't feel you, thanks, Pete. Where are you? But you've got to be reminded of this. God's presence has nothing to do with your feelings. Well, I just don't feel you. I don't know that you're there. I want you to know God is with you. God is with you. And the good news is this. He came to always be with you. What's one of the names that was given to Jesus when he came? Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God with me. So if it's not true that he's not with me, then he would lie when he would be called Emmanuel. And God's not a man that he should lie. He doesn't have to repent for what he said. God is with us, even in his very name. He spells it out. Just in case you don't get me a savior, just in case you don't understand what that means as Jesus, let me tell you what my name is. I'm Emmanuel. I want to be with you. I want to hang out with you. I want to be your friend. I want to do life with you, no matter where, who, what. I want to be there with you. Maybe tonight you're facing some tough times. Maybe your marriage is not where it needs to be. Maybe your work, you're kind of struggling. Maybe you don't have work, you need work. Maybe your health's kind of depleting and you just need breakthroughs. The reports are not looking good. Maybe your finances are bad and it's a tough time to be in a financial situation, isn't it, around this time when you just feel the pressures of having to give and to be and to all these things. But I want you to know tonight, no matter what time you're facing tonight, You've got to be reminded of God's word. And God's word says this in Hebrews 13 and verse 5. I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. Come on, I've come to give someone good news tonight. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I love this scripture too. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says this. When you pass through the waters, I will be what? With you. When you go through the rivers, they will not overflow you. In other words, you're not going to be drowned. Why? Because I'm with you. And he goes on to say, And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Why? Because I am with you. Remember the psalm from Psalm 23? Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you do not have to fear. Why? Because I am with you. Wow. In the darkest moments... In the toughest times. He's always there at the green pastures in the still waters. But he wants us to see that he's also there in the darkest night. David said it in Psalms 2. He says, where can I go from your presence? Come on, if I go there, you're there. If I go here, you're there. On the furthest part of the uttermost extremes. If I go to heaven, if I go to the lowest parts of hell, guess what? Your presence is there. Why? Because you're Emmanuel. God, you want to be there. And that's what we've got to realize. His presence is there. That's why at any time if someone says, Jesus, help me, his presence is there to save them. Come on, if his presence wasn't there, then they wouldn't be saved right then because it would take time for him to get to where they were at. Jesus is there. And he's just a prayer away because he's always with each one of us. And what a promise from Isaiah 43 and verse 2. What a promise from Psalms 23. And that's good news for you. Come on, Jesus loves me and Jesus is with me. Jesus is with me. And number three, what is it? God is for you. Come on, personalize that. God is for me. God is 
for me. Come on, Romans 8 verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? We've got to watch how we read that because if we read that, we can almost question the first part, if God is for us. Okay, what do we say to these things? Question. Here's the thought. Since God is for us, that's the thought right there, okay? It reads like it's a question. Well, if God is for us. No, God is for you. Since God is for you, here's the question. What can be against you? Do you see that? It's not the question of whether he's there for you. The question is, there's nothing now that can stand against you because if he's for you and he's for you, come on right now, he's for you, then nothing will come against you you. So many people today feel that God's out to get them. Maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you think that God's just waiting for you to just take one step out of place so he can, lightning bolts out of heaven, can take you down, that he can say, I told you so. Just waiting just to write people off. A lot of people think that, that God's this ogre in heaven, that he's just waiting to destroy people's life. And maybe tonight, that may be how you feel. But may I remind you tonight what God's word says? Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Guess what? They are plans of good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. That's from the New Living Translation. Let me read that again. For I know the plans I have for you, for me. Come on, personalize it. For me. Come on, God is for me, remember? I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster. To give you a future and a hope. I love that. That's the good news. God loves me. God is with me and God is for me. No one wants the best for you more than God does. And you've got to start believing that. No one knows better what will make you truly happy than God does. Why? Because he's for you. He cares about you. And God never wants us to be afraid of him, but always to run to him. If you're afraid of something, what do you do? You back off. You shy away. You hide from those things. And the only time that we see really, that people were in a position that they did that was because there was sin in their life and they hid because they were afraid. Adam and Eve. They used to have fellowship with God and they looked forward to that, but because of sin and it exposed the sin and the shame of their lives, now they hide. That's what sin wants us to do, to be afraid and hide from a God who is for our lives and wants the best for our lives. Do you realize that in the Bible, the statement, do not be afraid, is listed 365 times? Do not be afraid, fear not, is listed 365 days. Last time I checked, that's once for every day of the year. Why? Because God wants to remind us every day, I'm for you. I'm right there with you. You don't have to be afraid. You can trust in me. Wow, just think the smallest, minutest details that someone went and counted and there's 365. You think that's by chance? It's by divine appointment. Fear not. Don't be afraid. 365 times because God says, I've got one for each one of your days. 
everything that you could ever face in your life. And plus, remember this, one with God is a majority. We're not a minority. One with God is a majority. So I want you to hear this tonight. I want you to hear the gift of good news. The gift of Christmas. What Christmas is all about. And what? Joy to the world. The Lord has come. What does that mean? That he loves me. Come on. That God loves me. What else does it mean? He is with me. Come on. God is with me. What else does it mean? He is for me. God is for me. And remember we talked about John 3.16, the scripture that we all know. What about the next one? John 3 verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's the good news of Jesus. Not to condemn us, but to save us. I read this today. Are you ready? Listen to this. If you study the life of Jesus, you'll quickly see that when you make a mistake, Jesus doesn't rub it in. He rubs it out. He came to erase all your sins, your mistakes, and your failures and regrets. And he made that statement in the very first words of the announcement of his birth that he said to the shepherds, what did he say? Do not be afraid. Come on, don't be afraid. I bring you tidings of good joy, great joy. I bring you good news that will be what? For all men. Come on, Jesus came to save us, not scare us. Come on, and that's good news. That's news you can use. And you know why it's good news and news you can use? Because you can share that with other people. When people are getting busy with everything else apart from the reason of the season, hey, say to them, can I just tell you something right now? Can I give you some good news? Are you ready? Jesus loves you. Come on. What's the next one? Jesus is with you. What's the last one? Jesus is for you. Isn't that a message that we can bring to everyone? Even in their trespasses and sin, what do we find? Christ died for us. That he's for us. He loves us. He wants to be with us. And all we have to do is say yes to Jesus. Amen? And there's that love and there's that grace and there's that mercy. That's the good news. And I think situations and, and seasons like Christmas, what an opportunity for us to share. What an opportunity for us. Just an open door, really, for us when people can start complaining about, oh, I hate Christmas because it's this. I love Christmas because it's the good news. There was a load of bad news that happened. There was a donkey ride. There was taxes. There was no room at the inn. But no matter how much bad news there was, it couldn't stop the good news from coming. And the good news is Jesus loves you. Come on, Jesus is for you. And Jesus is with you. If you receive that tonight, stand to your feet tonight. Just a simple message. Sometimes the simple stuff is the best, though, isn't it? And I just want to encourage you tonight. As I began to read that story, I thought, wow, bad news, bad news, bad news. But then here comes the good news. Come on, Jesus is the good news. Come on, Jesus in any situation turns what is bad into that which is good. And God can do that in your life right now. Just bow your heads right now. How many are facing some bad news? Just going through some tough stuff. 
and things in your life. Come on, just put up your hand. How many need some good news tonight just to flood into your life? Come on, we're just going to pray with you tonight and we're just going to believe that that good news of God is just going to flood in, that God loves you tonight. I pray tonight you'll leave here knowing that, that He's with you. And come on, that He's for you. He's cheering you on. He's for your life. I, I think about that, just being on the sidelines and you're running in a race and you're struggling and He's just cheering you on. I remember when I did a half marathon and, and I was running around the streets of New Orleans and it was amazing. You would turn a corner and your legs were heavy and you were getting tired and all of a sudden people you didn't even know started cheering and I could remember you felt like energy. You felt like electricity go up through your legs. I felt them begin to tingle and I felt strength become back into them and I thought, wow, now I understand like never before that scripture from Hebrews where it talks about we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses and we can run with endurance the race that's set before us. Why? Because we've got others cheering us on. Come on, God's cheering us on saying, you can make it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You only fail when you quit. Come on, you don't fail when you fall. You fail when you stay down. And the good news tonight is God loves you. Come on, he's got it all taken care of. He's with you and he's for you. In the name of Jesus, I just pray for everyone tonight. God, I just pray that they would be a recipient. They would grab a hold of the good news. They wouldn't let it pass by and say, well, that's for my neighbor. That's for someone else. But God, every one of us would grab hold of it today and say, no, the good news is for me today. The good news, you came for me, for my situations, for where I'm at, God. And you love me, God. You're with me, God. And you're for me. And God, if you are for me, and that's a statement, not a question, then who can be against me? What can stand against me? And God, I pray that you would let hope rise in the hearts of each person tonight. God, with the good news, because good news brings such joy. It brings such release. It puts a smile on our face. It puts a a spring in our step. And I pray, God, the good news that you came, God, would just do that, God, spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, to each one. God, put a smile, put a spring in their step. And God, help them to know, God, that you love them, that you're for them, God, and that you're with them. And God, we thank you for that tonight. And we love you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Just keep. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.